So, tonight we're in the middle, we're in week three of our message series, Fine, Fine Life, which this message series has, has been all about the Christian life and how it's meant to be the greatest life we could ever experience. It's been about how we are redeemed. We are set free from sin and given the Holy Spirit to help us pursue Jesus every single day. And so last week, Pastor Todd broke down how the Holy Spirit is given to us in the present as a guarantee, as a guarantee of our future home in heaven. And so that, that, was, a, that was a great message. If you missed it, go to westridge.com slash students, listen to that on the podcast. It's a, it's a great message. But... Tonight, I want to I open up and ask you a question. Have, have, you ever, have you ever met somebody, just right off the bat, you met somebody, you, you struck up a conversation with them, and, and just by the way that they interacted with you, you knew that they were just, like, wise. Like, there was just something about them that just kind of oozed wisdom. And so uh, a few weeks ago, my wife and I, we, we decided to put tile down in our bathroom, in our guest bathroom. And uh, that was an experience. And, and when I say we, I really mean I. And so that was, that was, a, that was really fun because I've never, I've never, I had never done anything like that before. It was a, I will, I will say this, it was a, it was a very technical process. And so I, I spent plenty of time on YouTube uh, watching how-to videos. I even asked, you know, co-workers like, hey, how, do you, how did you do this? What, what are some things I need to look out for? What are some, what are some pointers you could give me? And, you know, I even, I even borrowed some tools from a few people, which I haven't returned yet. So if you're in the room, I promise I'm gonna get you your tools back because I'm staying in a public place. But I, so I borrowed some tools. Um, so needless to say, it was, it was a very involved project. However, however, um, the best piece of advice that I received was from a 60, about a 60-year-old man who, who worked at the Home Depot. All right, we got any Home Depot fans in the room tonight? That is, yeah, come on. That's a, that's a glorious place, a big orange box. It's great. And so the Thursday before winter break, it was a very distinct Thursday, I, I strolled in to the Home Depot. It is the Home Depot, not Home Depot, the Home Depot. That's where I went. Strolled in, went straight to the flooring section, all right, and uh, I, I turned the corner, and there is this old man, about a 60-year-old man, pushing, pushing a flat cart of tile, and I'm like, that's my man. So I, I walked up to him. I actually, I, I've never done this in a, in a Home Depot before, but I walked up to him. I said, hey, my name's Derek, and I'm like, what am I doing? Why would I introduce myself to an employee? Whatever. So it was like this awkward moment. He's like, hi, you know? And so I walked up to him, I introduced myself, and I, and I said, hey, hey my, name is, my name is Derek, and uh, I, do, you know, do you know anything about tiling a floor? You know, he's pushing a car. And he looked down, he looked down, and he looked up, kind of like turned his head like, really? He said, yes, son. Yes, I do. How can I help you? And that little phrase right there, how can I help you? That's, that's, how he has, that's how he opened up. And over the next, over the course of the next hour 
and 15 minutes. Over the course of the next hour and 15 minutes, I talked to Bill. I talked to Bill. I, you know, I asked him, you know, like this dude was like, he knew everything about tiling. From the moment I, I walked up, he literally walked me around the Home Depot and, and he, he, pointed, he said, hey, you need to buy this tool. You need, to, you need to pick up this kind of grout. You need to do this. You need to do that. And he's just like spitting off stuff. I had my phone out. I was taking notes. I'm like, man, that's just, that's just good. And then he gave me ideas and, and, and things I needed to look out for. But the, uh, the biggest piece of advice, the biggest piece of advice that he gave me was, there's, he said, there's a lot of ways you can do this. There's a lot of ways you can do this. But you have to do this right. Because you have to remember, your family is going to be standing on this floor. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> but like, he was just like, in the moment, he was just like talking, like it wasn't like this mountaintop experience. Like this dude was like standing in his little orange apron and just like, hey, you need to make sure you do this right because you got to remember your family's going to be standing on this floor. And, and here's the deal. If I wasn't paying attention, right? If I wasn't paying attention, I would have missed what he said. Now, I will say this about, I will say this about Bill. That, that man, he's, 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 a wise, he's a wise old man, all right? And he knew how to do home projects. However... What was unique about him was that he was just patient. Have you ever walked up to somebody and, and you just, they kind of just make you feel stupid for asking a question? Like, it's kind of like, you don't know that? Like, I went to the Home Depot and I had no idea how to lay a tile, how to lay a tile floor beforehand. And I walked out and with, with Bill's knowledge and expertise and wisdom, I walked out of that store having a better understanding, having, having a little bit of his wisdom and how to do it. And so I'll say this, having knowledge about something, having knowledge about something does not always equal wisdom. And so you can be in this room, like right now, any one of you might be the smartest person in this room. And many of you probably are. Many of you are probably very smart. But you might make dumb decisions from time to time. Case in point, how many of you guys remember the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl? Am I right? Am I right? Why didn't he run the ball on third down? Why didn't that happen? Now listen, Kyle Shanahan, here's the thing. The Falcons offensive coordinator... Believe it or not, he actually led the National Football League's, he, he led the highest scoring offense in the entire year. He, he knows how to coach. He knows the game of football. But he had all that knowledge, but he made a dumb decision. And so I'm not, I'm not going to pour any more salt in that wound tonight. We're not going to stir that up. But with that... That leads me to my very first question. Why do you need wisdom? Why do you need wisdom? And so for a second, for the next few minutes, all right, listen, 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forecast, I'm going to forecast the next 10 years of your life. All right? Think of this as like a weather forecast, all right? So real quick, I want you guys to do something with me. Everybody look up here. Everybody look up here real quick. I want you to close your eyes. All right? Close your eyes. All right? And for the next few minutes, I'm just going to forecast what the next 10 years have in store for you. In the next 10 years, you are going to decide where you go to college. In the next 10 years, you're going to decide on a degree that will automatically narrow what you can do after you graduate college. Now, for those of you in the room thinking, I'm not going to go to college, I got you. Well, this is where you, you, start, you start honing in. In the next 10 years, you're going to choose a profession that you're going to spend the next 30 to 40 years learning how to do. In the next 10 years, there's a good chance that you're going to find the man or the woman that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. In the next 10 years, you're going to choose the part of the state or part of the country or part of the world that you're going to establish your life in. In the next 10 years, you might even find yourself buying a house. Does that seem crazy? In the next 10 years, some of you, after you get married, are going to introduce a child into this world. All right? That's, that's, that can happen in the next 10 years. Everybody look up here. Everybody look up here. So think about it. If you are 18 in this room tonight, in 10 years, you're going to be 28. If you're 17 in this room, you're going to be 27 in the next 10 years. All right? If you're 15 or 16, you're going to be 25 or 26 in the next 10 years. And let me tell you something. Some of you are really excited about that, and that's great. But guess what? It's going to go by just like this. And then it's done. And then you're looking for the next 10 years and the next 10 years. And so that is something that you have to keep in mind. But here's the question that we have to answer before we unpack everything that the Christian life can be. Because here's the truth. We have been redeemed. All right? That's good news in this room tonight. We have been set free of our sin in this room tonight. That is more good news. And guess what? For the believers in this room, we have the Holy Spirit. And that's a gift from God. So why is wisdom important? Great question. That's a good place. A good place to start is by looking at Jesus' life at this same time span that you're in right now. All right? Let's start up here on the screens. It's actually Luke 2.52. It's this. And Jesus grew in wisdom. Now, we don't have much when it comes to Jesus' teenage and young adult years. But what we do have is that we know that he grew in wisdom. Another translation goes on to say, Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Listen, gang. Believe it or not, this stage that you're in, this high school stage will be unlike any other stage that you're in for the rest of your life. And listen, you're going to have a lot of fun, all right? You're going to have some memories that you look back on and, and you can't replace them. 
Adults in the room, am I right? You're going to have some fun. All right? You're going to go through some things that are going to be hard, that are going to be difficult. And that's okay. That's a part of this season. But what's really, really unique about this stage of your life is that you're establishing the foundation or, as my good friend Bill would say from the Home Depot, you're laying the floor of your walk with Jesus. And there's a lot of ways you can do this. There's a lot of ways you can do this. But you got to make sure you do it right. Because your family, your future family, is going to be walking on this floor. Your entire walk with Jesus, your entire walk with Jesus is based today on decisions that you make every single day. Every single day. And remember, knowledge does not always equal wisdom. So that leads me to the, to the main point of tonight's message, all right? So if, if you want godly wisdom and how to handle any situation that you walk through in your entire life, and if you're, if you're taking notes, these will be three things that you want to remember. We're going to unpack these over the next few minutes. Number one, you want to ask your heavenly father for wisdom. Number two, you want to ask questions to people who are smarter than you. And number three, you want to lean into the Holy Spirit. All right? And so over the next few minutes, we're going to unpack that. So if you don't get all this down, that's okay. So with that in mind, there's one verse that, that, that's going to be the root of those three points. And it's this. It's Ephesians 1, 17 through 18. And it says that the God of our Lord, Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. Verse 18. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? So point number one, if you want wisdom, if you want to make wise decisions, you ask your heavenly father for it. You ask God for wisdom. Our lives as Christians are a gift through the sacrifice of Jesus. Our lives are a gift through the sacrifice of Jesus. And what I mean by that is if we, if we look just a couple of verses before that, in Ephesians 1, 7 through 8, it says, In him, in Jesus, we have redemption through his blood for the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he has lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight. Now, here's the flip side of wisdom, okay? Here's the flip side. If, if, in order to need wisdom, in order to need wisdom, you need to go through some things that you actually need wisdom for. That makes sense? So you might be thinking, okay, so what do you mean? Think about it. The next 10 years, you're going to pick where you go to college. For many of you, that's in about a year. That's in six months. That's in two years. For some of you in the room, you might be sitting next to the person that you might spend the, next of your, the rest of your life with. According to stats, 
according to stats, for some of you, you're like, oh my gosh, it's so uncomfortable. And some of you are like, yeah, boo, that's us. Come on now. Now listen, listen, you need wisdom to make the right decision. You need wisdom. You need to ask your heavenly father for wisdom when it comes to things that you may not have an expertise in. All right? Now, when you go through a hardship, now listen, listen. I know many, I know many of you have experienced a hardship. Maybe your parents have divorced. Maybe, maybe you've lost a friend at school. Those things are, are difficult to walk through. They just are. But hardships are not handicaps, all right? James 1, 2, and 4 says, Consider it pure joys, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know, listen, that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Verse 4, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking anything. So listen, when we go through trials and situations that, that we don't know how to handle, we don't know how to handle it. We got to ask God for wisdom. And here's the thing. Listen, this is, this is so important. If you miss this, you've missed the whole point, all right? If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach. And listen to this. And it will be given to him. It will be given to him. But... Let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. So, you're sitting in this room, you want to know how to handle a tough situation? You ask God for wisdom. And that tees us up for the next point, which is, number two, ask questions to people who are smarter than you. Ask questions to people who are smarter than you. Gang, this is, this is so important because I cannot tell you how many times this has saved my tail. However, I want to free you up from something, all right? What is this, a group of freshmen over here? Focus, come on. So, listen, listen. Asking people questions, asking people questions does not make you dumb, all right? Listen, when I walked into the Home Depot, Bill could have made me feel real dumb. But that's what he's there for. Asking people questions does not make you soft. All right? No one's going to look down upon you because you're asking questions. But you've got to be careful who you ask questions to. You've got to pick the right people. How do you know you're going to pick the right person? Here's three things that you can know. Number one, they love Jesus. That's important. Number two, they're further along in life than you are. Number three, they've gone through what you're experiencing or they can relate to you. Because regardless of, of what your home life looks like, regardless of what school you go to, and regardless of who, if you, if you hang out with, with the popular crowd or not, each of you sitting in this room tonight, you have someone 
that you can ask difficult questions to. You want to know who that is? Your small group leader. Some of you were answered wrong. That's all right. That's why it's church. It's a safe place. All right. But listen, your small group leader love and care about you because trust me, they could be spending three hours at home with their spouse, with their kids, with anybody else, but they have chosen you. Yeah, even you, the one in the room thinking they're not, they didn't choose me. No, they chose you. They chose you. So that's how you know you can trust someone with the questions that you have. Here's the flip side of asking questions to people who are smarter than you. If you're going to take your spiritual growth seriously, you need to be walking with other Christians who are serious about the things of God. In other words, you got to walk in community. That, was, that is what small groups are designed for. All right? And some of you who are leaders in those small groups, you guys need to step up. You guys need to step up and you guys need to take ownership of that. Because, listen to this, Proverbs eleven fourteen says, where there is no guidance, a people falls. But in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. If you'll get around other people who are serious about, about, about Jesus and growing in their understanding of the God of the Bible, listen, you're, you're going to walk into a space that's very uncomfortable. Because it's going to be that space of ironing, iron, iron sharpening iron. Cannot say that word tonight. That's all right. And, and if you've ever seen two pieces of metal come together, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's painful. It's brutal. However, I cannot tell you how many times I've sat across the table from a godly man who's given me advice. And I've laid out a trial that I've been going through at the time. And, and through, through that experience, they've given me advice. They've given me counsel that's revealed blind spots that otherwise I'd have never seen. Listen, when, when, when I got married, some of you guys know my story. When I got married, I came from a broken home. My parents divorced. And so my wife and I found it important to seek out godly men and women who we could draw experience from, who we could lean into and ask, and, ask, and ask questions, share experiences. And I'm so thankful for those relationships because they've revealed some things to me that I would have dug in deep on. I, I would have said, no, I'm right. But thankfully, there's people who are godly people who will stand up for, for, for truth Now, that's why community and discipleship are so important because they give us the opportunity to ask questions to people who are smarter than we are. And the last point of tonight is number three, lean into the Holy Spirit. Lean into your relationship with God. Galatians 5.16 says, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Because at the end of the day, my relationship, my relationship with God is mine. It's, it's not my wife's. It's not my parents. It's not my brothers or my sisters. It's mine. And I'm responsible for it. 
Now, some of you sitting in this room, God's going to call you. God's going to lead you to do some crazy, stupid things. Not stupid, but ridiculous in your mind. You might be sitting here, and, and you know exactly what God is calling you to. But let me tell you this. God's plan for your life is so much better. It's so much better than anything you could ever dream of. Because listen, way back in high school, if I would have said no, if I would have said no to that, to that rush scholarship, I would have never met my wife. I would have never met Jesus. And those two things, my relationship with Jesus being first, is the most important thing in my life. And it should be, and it should be the most important thing in your life. So we'll close with this. Ephesians 1, 17 and 18 says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you to, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. So gang, as we, as we wrap up tonight, you have to remember wisdom does not always equal knowledge. Listen, you can study the Bible for your entire life and not have godly wisdom. You, you, you can know every verse in that book, but miss Jesus. So here's a quick recap of how you can find godly wisdom in any situation. Number one, ask your heavenly father for wisdom. Number two, ask questions to people who are smarter than you. And then number three, Lean into the Holy Spirit. Now, as we, as we close tonight, real quick, I want everyone to bow their heads. And if you're sitting in this room and, and you know that, that, you've never, that you've never started that relationship with God, that you've, that you've never truly began that relationship with Jesus, Gang, it's free. Jesus gives it to you freely and openly. He just asks you that you ask for it. So real quick, if, if that's you in this room tonight, this, I'm going I'm to send a prayer, an easy prayer that you can pray with, just alongside of me. Quietly in your seat. You don't have to say a word. But just pray to God. Father God, I know I've sinned. But... I believe that Jesus came and died for me. And Father, I confess him as my Savior tonight. And if you just prayed that prayer, I want to welcome you to the family of God. And so, everyone, real quick, just look up here. Listen, no matter what you've gone through in your life, no matter what you've gone through, you can make wise decisions. You just got to ask God for wisdom. Well, hey, let's pray. And I think I'm going to turn it over to Tyler. Father God, thank you. Thank you so much for this group of students tonight. Father, I just want to pray wisdom over this room. God, I ask that you give every single one of these students wisdom, God, for the decisions that they're about to make. And Father, we will thank you for, God, the outcome 
that, God, you have for these, for these students in this room tonight. God, we thank you for Jesus. It's for his beautiful name I pray. Amen.